head, put it on real tight. Hope you brought your best tonight. They say they got the fireworks, yeah, they say they got the show. Here around the shoots, you're the best, so let's go. This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Toast. I'm Miss Helen. And this week's guest, I was so happy we were able to snag you at the last minute. I want to say welcome to Landon Heights. Hi, Landon. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I'm just going to share with you my story about finding you. Okay, yeah. So we were previewing music for our our weekly chart countdown, and we preview new music, and I ran across Jamie, and I couldn't stop listening after Jamie. <laughs> like, And that was just like two weeks ago. Yeah. So you have that out. We're going to dig into that because I want to hear the backstory on that. But you're originally from Temple, Texas. Are you still in Temple? Yes, right outside of Temple, yeah. Okay. And so basically, your musical background comes from, you know, your childhood. But I love the fact that you have a heavy Christian gospel music background as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was in uh, doing Christian gospel for like the last 15, 16 years of my life, just right out of high school. I started traveling all around Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, just kind of the church, the church circuit there. And um, been going ever since. And then just last year, just through quarantine, I, I came up with a few country songs that um, I wrote some, some of them with my dad, uh, some of them just kind of personal experiences and wanted to give those a try as well. Um, but it's really cool to see uh, my church supporting both uh, Christian gospel and the country at the same time. It's really awesome. Well, and a lot of them go hand in hand. I mean, let's look at how many country artists, Texas country artists right now. I know you teamed up with Curtis Grimes on Raise a Hallelujah, which is gorgeous. And Curtis does a lot of gospel as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a good one. Yeah, he was a great relationship to to join up with. Uh, I think we we met him back on New Year's Eve uh, when we played with him in Cameron and just kind of started a friendship and a bond ever since. So. so your your first project that you released was a four-song EP with Soul of a Six String. And that kind of was like maybe just like a tester or appetizer for everybody. Yeah, yeah it was it was kind of like an introduction um, to just Texas, to the Texas country scene in general. Uh, we just kind of threw those four songs out there and then met uh, Jen Redding, who's our radio promoter. Um, and she really thought uh, Lead Me On would be... Um, the good, yes. the good one to start with as far as Texas radio. And uh, that, that became our first top 50 charter. So we were excited about that. Yeah. And of course, you had Holly Tucker with you on that particular single. So what's the backstory on Lead Me On? Did you write that one? Yeah. So Lead Me On, <laughs> it's I always, I always joke about it every night on stage. But uh, this happened about 11, 12 years ago before I even met my uh, wife and uh I went to a concert with my sister and some of her friends and it was a Gary Allen show in Waco. And uh, it just became like a weekend fling uh, with one of the friends who ended up moving to Colorado and just didn't work out, but there was a lot of feelings there that I had. Um, and just uh, over the quarantine, I just kind of spilled it out on paper and just was kind of a little uh, amazed at what I had. And then I, I'm, actually shared it with my wife and 
she found out who it was for and all this stuff. And she was like, you need to let that out and just get that out to the people so they can hear it. And I was, I was kind of amazed that, that she wanted me to do that, first of all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Lead Me On was kind of our first uh, kind of top charter and kind of got a ground, the ground going for us here in Texas country. Well, I wish I knew your lips taste like an evil kiss. I didn't know your smile would bring my heart like this. Oh, as we went to dance, songs about rain. I wish I could have been ready for the end of that day. My stupid ways will just drag on. Enough to not care. Then you had Homecoming Queen, which I absolutely love. Tell me about that one. Yeah, so that's actually about the same girl from Lead Me On. <laughs> so, okay, and it didn't, I love it. And it didn't actually mean to happen that way. It just kind of, it kind of came out well. So I was, because she graduated with my sister and she was the Homecoming Queen. And turns out that I just kind of spilled a, another song out of two. It was a kind of multitask on that songwriting session. I might have I might have hit some heavy topics that I should have probably hit with that first CP, but I'm glad I got it out of my system. Well, I love the beat, love the tune Homecoming Queen. So the big news now is you just released your self-titled album. It just came out. I've listened to all the tracks. Uh, of course, Drink and Double, I found that after I had listened to Jamie and I love I mean, there's so many good songs on there. All of them are good. All of them kind of have a, a different kind of style. Uh, beautiful lie like that. Whiskey's all I do. But uh, right now, Jamie is your current release, and it's number 62 on the TCMA chart. I mean, it listened, what's it, two weeks on the chart, but it moved up 63 spots this last reporting mm -hmm. period. So congratulations on that it's Thanks a great so song i i loved it when i found it so to, now i want to hear the story from you about this because <laughs> i saw you know the write-up and the backstory when jamie was released but i got to hear the whole thing so let me have it yeah so back when i was young oh gosh i guess 10 or 11 um there was a little local karaoke bar um about six miles from our house that my parents would always go to on the weekends and um I remember there was always this girl named Jamie who would always kind of sing either before me or after me. It always ended up that way. And she was super talented as well. And as a kid, I just had a thing for this girl. And um, it just kind of, uh, it always, it was just every weekend we just end up singing karaoke together. And so I thought, man, now 20 something years later, uh, that would be a fun story to bring up and, what would it kind of look like if all that happened today? Um, mm -hmm. And so um, what's crazy is that I'm still in contact with Jamie and like she's married, has beautiful kids. And 
uh, living her life. And I was like, hey, I come up with this idea <laughs> for a song and I wanted to run it by you. And she was like, go for it. Like, that's that's a cool idea. And so, like, she loves the song just as much as uh, my wife or everybody. I've, I've pitched it to before recording it. So um, it was kind of neat how that all worked out. Monday to Friday's on the square. She's waiting tables nine to five. Locks out the backs of that fender. Heard a voice a few doors down Brought me chills and a smile That moonlit night I started dreaming That woman singing by my side But we're jamming on no on her So all the songs that are on your new self-titled album that was just released, did you write or co-write all of those? Yeah, so two of them were co-written with my cousin. So Drinking Double and Whiskey's All I Do. Uh, my cousin Hunter May actually wrote those songs together. He's been wanting to get in songwriting for a while. And um, he's very good. He's he's a lot better at the drinking songs than I am <laughs> on my side of things. So I'm a more love song and heartbreak type person. But uh I was like, I was like, hey, I need to dive into the drinking song aspect of Texas country. I was like, can you help me out? Hunter was like, I got you. So, uh, oh, this, love it. So about this spring, he came up with this idea, drinking double, about a relationship that uh, one of his friends had, and the only way he could get a, get around it was kind of drinking more at the house on the weekends, and that's how kind of drinking double kind of spilt out. And I was like, man we have to put this out for summer cause it could be like a big summer song for us. Um, and it was as far as like, we just wanted to kind of spill it out on Spotify before we actually released it on the album. So um, people got a good taste of that. Well, it, that's great. So when I listen to your voice, I hear a lot of different things, but one thing I really hear is Wade Bowen. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a huge compliment. He is one of my all time favorites. So. And I will tell you what what it reminded me of was and there's there's only a couple of others that I've had this reaction. But when I heard your voice, when I previewed Jamie and then started listening, started digging to find anything I could find. That was the feeling I felt when I first listened to Wade Bowen when I was in radio, when I was a programmer and previewing his music when it first yeah. came down. And then I'll never forget the first time I heard him stand at a mic and that voice came out. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear a lot. But you still have your own kind of sound. But there's just something about, I don't know, I can't put it into words. If everyone listens to your music, they're going to know what I'm talking about. So I'm just I'm just so happy that we have you in Texas music. And so you're playing some shows and I know you were with Ken Fo this past weekend. Yeah. So we just did the album release Friday uh, near my hometown of, in Waco. And um, a good amount of people came out just to support. Um, Ken Fo has been this working relationship that started back in March, um, kind of a last minute, they needed a last minute opener back in March. And I, I think I've played with them five or six times now. 
um, Rico of Kimfo is just one of the most amazing. I love him. He's one of the most amazing front men in Texas country today. It, it's it's and he's more, they are all all of them are some of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. They are so funny. And 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 Rico's fiddle playing is oh, beyond. Oh, my gosh. Top, it's just top amazing. notch. Yes, absolutely. So um, it was good to celebrate the album with them and just um, be with some of my best friends that I've met in Texas country so far. So. They are really awesome. I had them on the podcast early on and they made me laugh so hard. I have, I snorted. Yes. They made me laugh so hard that I snorted because they are just that funny. I had the whole, the whole fam family was on all of all kids, but yes, they were great. So how are your live shows going? What, what do you do as far as your set list and as far as what, what you have going on on the stage? Yeah. So we've kind of been playing a lot of like, 90 minute to two hour shows of course this past this past friday was an opening set for kinfo but uh we are blending as much as we can as as far as like the influences i try to i try to put as much wade bowen in as i can just because i'm a wade bowen freak but uh, uh-huh. as far as like most of randy and wade stuff um when i was when i was in my early age as a kid like i grew up on 90s country um, around Garth Brooks was like my first concert I ever went to <laughs> so back in College Station. And, um, so we played um, a lot of Garth hits. Um, one of the things I actually do with Kinfo is we play Colin Baton Rouge together. And that just like, oh, my God, it, 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 it ended up where we finished the night Friday night with Colin Baton Rouge. And like people could just stop, not stop talking about it, which was really awesome. Um, but just to kind of share that my influence with them and um, the fans. It was really cool. But we, now that we have this album out, if you come to a live show now, you're going to hear a lot of the new stuff and Mm -hmm. um, stuff that we have on the back burner that we're ready to release in 2022. So lots of, lots of, lots of material still to be put out. So awesome. How long did it take you to put this particular your album together? Yeah. So, um, as soon as we finished uh, the EP, the four song EP and New Year's, we started writing for this one, um, probably back in January or February. And uh, I work with a company called Tune Designer out of Georgia, Covington, Georgia. Um, it's ran by a guy named John Johnson, um, who worked on Brantley Gilbert's Modern Day Prodigal Son album together and um, has a solid team of musicians up there um, to where the studio, I can actually work remotely with the studio. And so I can send them acoustic demo of the song and they chart it out. They call me to see, Hey, what the feel of this song? How do you want it to sound? Mm -hmm. Um, And then here in the studio in our home church is where I kind of put my vocals to that and send it to them. And then they mix and master it. And then you have the finished product. So it's a really cool uh, way to kind of put out music and you don't like, it's crazy how you don't have to necessarily be in Nashville these days. You can literally do it from your, from where you are. So, um, yes, I would say the process of this album took about six to eight months, maybe of this year. And then, cause we were, it was finally done like the first week of August. So then, then we sent it out with Smith music for distribution. Very good. So it, it moved pretty fast. Yeah, it was a quick, it was a quick thing. We needed to jump on the gun and, and get some more music out there. Well, looking forward to, to seeing all the music that you have coming for us. So let's talk about where you are right now. Going into the show, we're talking about you're at your church right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I'm a full-time ministry associate that uh, I lead, I co-lead worship with uh, my buddy Mark here um, at Temple Bible Church in Temple, Texas, and um, work here Monday through Thursday in the office and kind of ahead of their like social media and some of their website as well. But um, it's kind of opened the door for me to kind of work on this and work on what I do as far as my music on the weekends as well. Um, but I don't think I've ever been at a church or on a, on a staff who is just so supportive of just everything that I do musically. Um, and people who um, gather around just to make sure uh, that I have the right accountability and that I'm uh, encouraged with what I do. Um, it is just like a huge blessing to see what kind of yes. the staff here is not just the staff. It's more of a family and we, we stay close to one another um, and make sure that in all that we do, we support each other in it, which is really cool. Yes. And you'll have that with you for the rest of your life and the rest of your career, whatever career you choose or whatever yeah. you're going to be doing. I still have growing up in church and, and having family in the ministry and like adopted family, like my home church minister and his wife are literally like, cause I've lost my dad. I've lost my grandparents. And it's like, I call them. I mean, they are my go-to and they were who I, I worked under as far as ministry. So it's just, it's, 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 I just, I just love your story and I love what you're doing. And so let's talk about that. The difference between, so you're leading praise and worship and everybody's just kind of, you know, focusing on their time with God and, and, and praising. And all of a sudden you're in front of a rowdy crowd Yeah. (laughs) to where, so how did you transition or you just do what you do? Yeah. So, you know, Sunday through Thursday, I'm constant in the worship mindset of things. And one of the things that I like to do in my live shows is sing a song that we're looking at putting out next year. It's called Thank You, Lord. And the song is pretty much talks about the two biggest relationships in my life. And that's my life with my relationship with Jesus and the relationship with my wife back home. And um, it just it's kind of more of a prayer saying, God, thank you for the two things that get me through each and every day. Um, And I get to kind of blend that with one of my favorite hymns, How Great Thou Art at the end. And when you're in a bar setting, it kind of gets nervous when you get to that part of the song because you don't know how people are going to react to it. And I remember back in July, we sang for I did a birthday bash at a local tavern here and there was about 300 people in this bar. I think I saw that video. And I started singing How Great Thou Art and everybody started singing the song. And I was just like amazed at like, like they literally like they were putting their beers down and just literally singing along with us. It's like, man, like it's really cool how God can literally work anywhere, you know? Um, That's right. And so, and so it doesn't matter necessarily what your backstory is um, or, or what you've been through in life. Like, there's always opportunities for you. So um, it's really cool to see that ha- happening in Texas country. I was at a show that Neil McCoy was playing here locally. It was a fundraiser for one of our organizations. And he did just that too. He he broke into some good old goth, Southern gospel music and some hymns and everybody stopped dancing. It was just like, we went to church. Yeah, It was just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So that's awesome. 
So as far as growing up, were there any activities, sports or anything? Are you, a, what's, what's your hobbies? What do you like to do when you're not doing what you do? Which so, that's usually a stupid question for me to ask musicians because it's all about music, but. So I get really weird. It's really weird talking about sports in these uh, Texas country uh, interviews because I only have like one Texas team and that's the Rangers. That's like my baseball team. Okay. <laughs> I will say I follow Dallas Mavericks and San Antonio Spurs when it comes to basketball, but football, I'm an up North guy and I'm a green Bay Packer fan and I have my reasons. So when I was seven, I had an uncle who actually worked in Milwaukee and I never had a time. I never had a team at the time. And so he would always send me green Bay Packer stuff for Christmas. And I just started watching like, Aww. I started watching guys like Brett Favre, Dorsey Levins, Reggie White, all these guys. And I just fell in love with Green Bay. And I've been a fan ever since. And I'm really glad they beat San Francisco at the very end of that game Sunday night. Or I would have been very mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of with you on sports and uh, well, baseball and fishing is my thing. And um, so I'm lifelong Astros. Oh, yeah. We've got Astros memorabilia all around this other side. But yeah, it's just baseball is that's the thing. We're this is the last week of the regular season. Here yeah. we go. So yeah, well, good, good. That's that's a good thing. So any hobbies? Um, I I fish every now and then. It's been a it's been a minute, but just watching sports and just um me and me and my wife are movie gurus. We like to go see oh. a lot of movies a lot. Um so she's really big into Halloween movies this time of year. So really? uh, it's about to get very spooky at our house and uh, <laughs> lots of lots of Halloween movies about to come on the TV. So yeah. And one other thing, I know I'm kind of jumping around, but I just feel like we're just like visiting and hanging out. And it's just such a joy to talk to you. Who were your musical influences? Yeah. So uh Gosh, when I was a kid, Garth, just watching Garth put on, on a live show was in, absolutely insane to me. Uh, I remember being in that arena at seven years old and seeing a guy come out, like raise up from the middle of a piano. That's it crazy. Was, and then mm-hmm. when he goes into standing outside the fire and the whole stage goes on fire, it's just like, how do you do these things? <laughs> like at seven, you're just amazed at what you see, but Going into my teen- teenage years, like uh, my sister actually was the one that got me hooked on Texas country, and we were big cross Canadian ragweed fans. We listened to a lot of ragweed, and Stony Larue would always be playing around oh, yeah. our area. Uh, and so, um, and then after that, that's when I really caught on to Wade Bowen and just really fell in love with the catalog of music. So, um, I'm just like trying to keep up with all these artists that are even coming into the thing. Now I'm really loving some of the new guys like Tristan Merez, uh, David Adam Burns. Uh, yes. There's some other bands, uh, the Teague brothers They're They're on our radio thing. They're putting out solid stuff. Hayden Haddock, uh, guys like that is just really becoming inspirational. Me too. Yeah. And David Adam Burns, he has such a great story too. Yeah. Uh, he was he had him on the podcast and and it's amazing so many of of kind of the, the new faces that are coming up it's that everyone's got that and that's why everyone's loving texas music right now which i have since the very beginning of time since the late 90s but it's that 90s sound that y'all are bringing in and it's yeah. original and y'all are just nailing it it's just it's <laughs> an exciting time now for texas music yeah yeah i'm really enjoying it i didn't realize how big the 90s country sound was coming back until i went and saw randall king a month ago 
and just fell in love with some of the new stuff he's putting out. That new song, uh, Baby Do, uh, or something like that, that he just put out a couple weeks ago, is probably one of my wife and I's favorite <laughs> favorite songs. When it comes on, we turn it up really loud, but we, mm-hmm. we get those 90s country vibes, so we like yes. it a lot. Well, I know there's a lot of people, I included, turning you up. So we're really looking forward to what, what the future is going to hold for you. And uh, we'll be following Jamie up the charts. And, of course, you've got the new self-titled album, Landon Heights. And where's the best place for people to find you? Yeah, mostly LandonHeightsMusic.com. Um, and then just make sure you hit the follow button on Spotify for us and get some open doors for us on the road. So. But it's such great, great music. And so it's been wonderful visiting with you. And we look forward to seeing what the future holds. And we're going to have you back on. That Promise. sounds good. Come back on so we can keep Absolutely. up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Thank you, Landon. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. From as she left, I dare to say well, You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've had my fill of every place but home Well, take away these city lights Put me on a one-way flight I'm leaving out of here tonight Just consider me Southern draw.